no one else knew how to deal with it so they're just like bitch good luck and you're like okay thanks (laughs) i love that i can do everything i'm so stressed out Welcome to Red Wine Reads, a community of book lovers talking about our favorite and not-so-favorite books while pouring a glass or two of wine. I'm your host, Jenna Weston. Yes, you heard that right. I got married in September, and among one of my bridesmaids was also one of the co-hosts and specific co-host of this episode, Rebecca Sosmacat. And Rebecca decided to choose How to Fall in Love with Anyone, which is a memoir in essays by Mandy Len This book stemmed from an article that was written in the New York Times, uh, written by Mandy, called To Fall in Love with Anyone, Do This. And it is one of, to this day, one of the most popular essays in the New York Times column, Modern Love. Um, And so this memoir kind of revolves around her discovery of how she views love, um, her failed relationships, her early childhood her grandparents' relationships, her parents' relationships. It's just dissecting love and what that means to all these different people. And this conversation was very fun because Rebecca and I have very different relationships and it is lovely to see how this conversation unfolded and how each of us read these essays and how each of us felt while reading these essays. And I think it's a testament to every relationship is so different in all of their own beautiful ways. So, let's pull some corks and get reading. Not that I have any updates on my end. Uh, Awesome. Rebecca, (laughs) welcome to another episode of Red Wine Reads. So happy you're here. Hello, hello, hello. And we are talking about love stories and Yum. you chose how to fall in love with anyone by mandy len catron or catron mm-hmm. or catron however you say it um what what made you choose this book i don't know <laughs> i don't know why i chose this book it took me so long because this is just not like i'm not a romance reader i don't like, I don't read romance. Like, it's not, it's not, I read, like, a couple of, um, who's the guy who wrote, like, the last song and things like that? What's his name? Oh, Nicholas Sparks. I've read, like, maybe one Nicholas Sparks book, which I believe it was the last song, only because Miley Cyrus <laughs> started the movie, and I was like, oh, yeah, that book. So I had such a difficult time <laughs> picking a book out, and I think I saw this on, like, an Instagram reel or something, and I was like, oh, that looks cool, you know? Mm-hmm. something different something yeah. new something fun and i <laughs> regretted every single second of it i'm so curious i think i think deep down you chose this book for me um because i freaking loved <gasps> this book really? i cannot stop talking about it yeah wow okay so i'm glad i chose it i did <laughs> i did want to because i had like two different options in mind and i did think you would enjoy this one better so i chose Mm. this one i hated it (laughs) well let's i mean this is already i'm so glad you liked it i'm actually really surprised i'm actually more interested to hear about like you monologue about what you think than me monologuing about what i think i no i'm interested in your monologue about what you think (laughs) (laughs) this is fascinating um real quick quick facts let's let's get into it This book was published in 2017. It actually, um, I was surprised to find that it has a 3.7 out of 5 on Goodreads. So it does have very mixed reviews. And this was based on the essay that was written for the Modern Love column in the New York Times called To Fall in Love with Anyone, Do This, which was based on a scientific research study done in 1997 by Dr. Aaron and his team that brought in two strangers, um, heterosexual couple, man and woman, and... um, had them ask each other 36 questions and then stare into each other's eyes for four minutes and you're supposed to fall in love with anyone if you do this. Uh, According to this research study, two couples came out of it and got married. Um, 
and Mandy's article uh, that came out in 2015 in this column was actually one of the most popular articles published that year by the New York Times. So, like, this was a really wow. popular article. Good for um, Mandy. Yes. Uh, and a fun fact about this little questionnaire is for one of our date nights, Casey actually had us do this uh, pretty recently. I uh-huh. couldn't get a whole... I started looking through the questions literally as I sat down. It was really fun, actually. We had a really good time doing it. Um, but I also think it's because we have been uh, already dating. in love. <laughs> there yeah, wasn't that pressure dating. of to fall in love after this yes. quiz. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I um, And I think like that was like a little, a little prequel to what I'll be talking about. But I think that's what I related with Mandy. So hard on was like, she, you know, did this with a friend and did this with someone she was super comfortable with. And so it's like, you do get to kind of peel back these layers. And even for Casey and I, who had been dating, you know, when we did it, what, two and a half years at the time and had been engaged for about six months, like, we still were finding out things from each other that I did not, like, know about him. And then we tried to do the four minutes of staring into each other's eyes and couldn't do it. We, uh, we... Four minutes is a long time. <laughs> I think we made it like a, maybe a minute, if that. Um, Mandy herself was born in Appalachia, Virginia. And now she teaches creative writing up in Canada, in Vancouver. So she got the heck out of Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> I do not blame her. Same. Same seas. <laughs> Same girl. Halfway there, almost to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just one more move and uh, Rebecca will be up there. <laughs> and... I think, like, a good place to start um, is kind of digging into, or not digging into, but kind of giving um, the listeners a little view of what our relationships are as of right now, because we have pretty different um, relationship Mm -hmm. stories as of right now. Mm -hmm. And so I think also being able to see kind of where we're coming from coming into this book is also interesting. Um, I don't know if you would be willing to do that. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, Because, so like I said, I mean, I'm engaged. Been with Casey for three years now. Um, We started off as friends. We grew up in the same hometown. Kind of knew of each other, uh, but then never actually started dating. And then in 2018, became friends. And then um, stayed friends for two years before we actually started dating. And then been with each other for three years. Been engaged since November of last year. And then I'm getting married in the month. So (laughs) that is uh, our relationship. I had a very, like, typical, I almost feel like, relationship journey. Like, I had a high school boyfriend that I had for two years. We broke up, got back together. Um, At one point, it was a very, like, he was boy next door, like, very typical lacrosse bro type guy. Um... And very, like, loving, beautiful first relationship. I have no qualms. It was awesome. Um, And I was single for all of college. I had, like, you know, like a summer fling at one point. Um, But, like, more than that, nothing really happened. Um, And so Casey was, like, my second deep, real relationship happened in the middle of the pandemic. So we kind of had to, like fast forward through things uh parents married been together 30 years um and then my grandmother on my mom and then my grandparents on my dad's side were you know were together for 60 plus years but then my grandma on my mom's side um and my grandpa have both been they were married divorced married divorced (laughs) and then my grandpa got remarried for a third time (laughs) and my grandma has stayed single she was dating a man for she's been dating like on and off um and she's now 83 so i i have a little bit of everything (laughs) in our family (laughs) that's amazing i didn't i didn't know we would have to think about our grandparents so um my both sets of grandparents are on their second marriage um my maternal side my mom's biological mother passed away when she was 16 12 12 or 16 like early teens and then her father remarried and then on my paternal side my dad's dad passed away when he was in his teens and his mom remarried to my the grand set of grandparents that I knew mm-hmm. 
And then my mom and dad met when my dad was a senior in high school and my mom was a freshman in high school. And they have never been with anyone ever since. Wow. So my parents have set like unrealistic expectations (laughs) when it comes to being in a relationship. Because they had, like, a long-distance relationship in college. They wrote each other letters, but they were still together. They got engaged. You know, they got married the day after Christmas when my mom was, like, I would say, like, 17. She turns 18, like, that next month. Wow. So they were, like, married in college. Yeah. And, but it was, like, long-distance. And, of course, they waited, like, I think, like, nine or ten years before they had my sister. And then they had me. And then it was, like, very, like, to it. Like, if you look up relationship in the dictionary, like, it's my parents' exact (laughs) timeline. Yep. And so that's kind of, like, what was always in, like, the background. And I would consider myself, like, I've only been in long-term relationships. Like, Mm. plural years. Um, And the one that I'm in now, it'll be seven years in December. So it's, it's a long one. She's, she's pretty long. <laughs> um, but it's very untraditional. Like, I would not consider my relationship traditional in any of the sense. Um, we met when I first moved to Richmond. Um, we started dating pretty quickly. After we met, I kind of got out of my long-term college relationship and quickly jumped into this one, not really expecting much out of it like it was very like emotionally heightened like a lot was going on like within like two months of us dating like we take like a month-long trip to like Indonesia together like it's very like quick pace like by the next year we're moved in together like like it's very very like it started off really really quick the first like two or three years and then yeah we we've love traveling we're pretty nomadic in our lifestyle and yeah we're still together still in love we're still happy and here we are <laughs> here we are yeah and then i've always just like envisioned you and casey as like already married oh yeah we've been married for the last 20 years <laughs> exactly <laughs> like yeah everyone uh, even my work is like you guys are like a 65 year old like married yeah. couple like the like- wedding is truly just like formality going through the yeah formality at this point (laughs) yeah and um and like going off of that even like getting into this book she kind of talks about um a a lot a big main idea is like finding the one finding that Mm -hmm. perfect person that you're gonna marry you're gonna have kids with you're gonna have this like very stereotypical like your parents and like my parents and like this very like cut and dry we meet fall in love get married have kids and like and you know she's talking to her sister and her sister's like you just know you just like know it's your person and then she's like yeah fuck that like that doesn't happen to me that hasn't happened to me I overthink everything like this is not (laughs) like this is not gonna happen and I I get it like I get the like Mm -hmm. you just know because it happened to me but I also know like that feeling of like being in a relationship where you're like well this is good like it's not like this is good and I want it to last and I want like and I have no qualms with it um but then like I had felt in previous relationships before Casey like there's just something not there um and it's like fine but it's not great and then came along Casey and then I had that like epiphany (laughs) um that she was like talking about that she couldn't find um I don't know like what you're uh, experience has been with like that type of thing it's definitely different because I I don't want children mm-hmm. I always knew that I didn't want children so I always knew that going into relationships that was like yeah a hard like concrete foundational thing for me mm-hmm. so that was always like for the previous relationship before the one that I'm in now that was like the point of like contingency like I don't really, like, want to get married in the sense of, like, I don't want to take someone's last name. I want to keep my last name. Like, of course I want a whole day where I get to dress up in a pretty dress (laughs) and people celebrate me. Like, but 
like I don't need the marriage to solidify like my relationship so I always knew those things were kind of like a given whenever I went into like a relationship and so it's like I kind of always just like know that I'm I've never had that like epiphany moment where I'm just like I can vision myself like walking down the aisle yeah but at the same time it's like I still vision myself being with this person yes. for the rest of my life. Like, I still, like, feel comfortable. Like, like it's, like, the same feeling, but in, like, a different yes, you, way. You see the long term. You see that, like... Yeah, like, the long term. So, I definitely related to Mandy in that way of just, like... Because it was, it was, like, well, I don't want to get married. It's, like, do I not, like have I not found the right person it's like I don't want to get married so like I don't want to have the traditional wedding so it's like am I still like kind of like looking mm. but it's just kind of coming to the terms of just like these are just this is just this is just how it is for me yeah. and so I definitely like I enjoyed that part but the only thing that like f I couldn't connect with Mandy is it feels like she's still lost like <laughs> she the is. undertone of all of her writing is that she is insecure mm -hmm. with love mm -hmm. and I feel like that I couldn't relate to because I love loving like people and like my relationships doesn't yeah. matter if it's like romantic relationship versus platonic relationship yeah. like I love loving people it's like I love you so much <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so yeah. it kind of was just like like that weird thing I couldn't connect because it feels like Mandy is still insecure with love and it didn't matter like what she wrote about like that was the only thing that was just like red flag glaring at me yeah and that might have been the point of the whole book but I don't feel <laughs> like she should be writing advice books yeah and giving advice to people who are asking for advice yes <laughs> no I get, <laughs> I get what you mean because like I honestly I felt iffy f like about what she was saying um like almost like so doom and gloom like you're it's never gonna be the way that we see it in movies it's never gonna be like easy it's never it's always gonna be hard it's always gonna be compromising and my dad had said to me he was like I just want you to know when you are in this time of your life, when you don't have kids, you don't have, like, a mortgage, it should be easy. And you should, like, enjoy the time that you guys have together. Yes, you are going to have some, like, tiffs and you're going to have some struggles and you're going to have some things that you're going to have to cross. But, like, it should be relatively easy and you should be having fun. And so I've always kept that in the back of my head. And, like, with Casey, it's always been fun. And so that's where I, like, I was like, but it's fun <laughs> it should be fun like you should yeah. have like a good time with this person and you should be able to like have these hard conversations but also it shouldn't be like stressful in the way that she is she writing seems so stressed oh my gosh <laughs> so oh my goodness just from the moment that I started reading because I I listened to this one and it's yeah by her like it's her speaking mm -hmm. and I don't think I can't do audiobooks I tried I just couldn't I just can't do it um, just her cadence was really weird. I had to listen at, I had to two times speed it because I, I couldn't do yeah. it. Anyway, that's a whole other tangent. But from the <laughs> introduction of this book and she's talking about her parents' divorce, like you can pinpoint the exact issue. Like you yeah. can pinpoint the exact moment that you're like, you need to see a therapist for this. Like you should probably <laughs> yeah. be speaking to a therapist versus writing an advice column and books like I like yeah. the whole thing like write it out girl you're a writer write it you write books like I get it like write about your experiences I do like that but I'm just like maybe yeah. you should stop it seems really like it seems really <laughs> stressful for her to be like this love expert when you yeah. can tell that shit stresses her out so much I'm like oh Mandy Mandy girl you seem really stressed out about this. <laughs> My God. She, she does seem very stressed. And I guess for me, I like went into it knowing or not knowing, like not expecting her to be an expert. 
and just expecting this to be like a collection of stories um and for me I never like viewed her as an expert as I was reading this I was just reading it as like here are the different love stories that I've seen throughout my life here's kind of what I'm fighting with with my relationship what does love at age 29 with dating apps with online dating with like friends who are married uh what does that look like um and even I'm like you know getting into that where friends are getting married but then there's also friends that are like going through big breakups there are friends that are like figuring out what the next step is do they move in with their partner do they what a wild time we live in what a crazy age is it's to be to 29 like oh my god yeah because yeah vibes it is half of my friends are getting married half my friends still live in a house together (laughs) like yeah what a crazy time yeah, some of my friends are having babies, and I'm like, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I have my one child. He has four legs, and he's very cute. <laughs> yeah, he's very cute. He's very needy, and um, he's all I can handle right now. <laughs> Same. But I get, I get that sentiment where you do see, like, she writes about so many experiences. She writes her grandparents, her parents, and, of course, her multiple experiences, and it's hard not to, like, relate to it. Like, I I did relate to, I think it was the first one, I think the first chapter where she's, yeah, the exploded star, the myth of the right person. Mm-hmm. I definitely yeah. related to that a lot because, especially being in a relationship for almost seven years now, it's, like, it's always a constant, like, conversation. Like, we always come back to it. We're just, like, my gosh, like, at five years, like, six years, like, seven years, like, it's a long time. Like, we've been through a lot of milestones together. So, it, it is easy to be, like, especially because we don't really have marriage as the end goal, like, creating a family as an end goal. So, it, it feels very, like, open-ended, but that's kind of just, like, the way both of us really enjoy it it's yeah like we're on this journey and it just so happens to be together like we kind of have the Mm. same end goal and we're just doing we're doing it together because we love each other and so I definitely like I would feel the same stress Mandy did in like the first story like when they're like kind of yeah doing the immigration they're getting married they're signing the license more out of obligation and, like, I felt the stress because I would feel stressed, too. So I definitely, like, it's hard not to relate to her and all of her stories. And I yeah. think I did enjoy that part of the book because you she writes about so many experiences. You can really, like, plug yourself into at least one of the stories. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, talking about favorite stories, I think mine was the Cinderella story. Um, and talking about how Pretty Woman was more of a relatable love story than Cinderella. Uh, she, she, I've, I watched several videos of her because I was doing, like, because I didn't finish the book. I just wanted to make sure I had, like, a full grasp of, like, who Mandy yeah. was. And she mentions Pretty Women, the movie, Pretty Woman, every single time she speaks at like a speaking (laughs) engagement and i have never seen this movie so i have no idea what she's talking about (laughs) i've never seen pretty woman you've never seen pretty woman no so i'm just like oh god well okay then it takes off the okay because it i mean you see pretty woman it is very much like you know stripper with a heart of gold that is literally the storyline um like julia roberts is a full-blown prostitute and like you know, gets wine to dine by Richard Gere, and uh, they end up falling in love because he just wants to, like, get her off the streets, pretty much. Um, Mm. But Julia Roberts' character is so, like, independent, and she's in, like, and like she said in the book, like, this isn't your typical, they just have one night together, and and they're all, you know, all falling in love with each other, and all this stuff. Um, And, like, they take you know, they are together almost every night of just, like, talking to each other. They don't have Mm -hmm. a romantic connection until the very end, so they're, like, just plain old talking to each other. She's, like, stop being an asshole (laughs) and just, like, keep (laughs) stop, you know, like, it's just saying it how it is and she gets, it's just, like, a very real story. I don't know. It's just, like, a very interesting, like, dichotomy between the actual, like, Cinderella story of just a princess waiting for her prince and wanting 
the prince to make the first move and like (laughs) finding your perfect person by putting a shoe on someone um and there was a quote oh yeah because she talks about her sister dressing up as uh as julie roberts character and she (laughs) and she goes watching pretty woman doesn't make girls into sex workers but watching 10 or 20 or 50 movies in which being loved is the thing that ultimately confirms a woman's value does have a cumulative effect at least it did for me did you do you think you were affected by watching disney princess movies like watching cinderella do you think you got the like impression early on that you had to like be waiting around i got the impression that i needed to be like a good girl like i needed Mm -hmm. to be um I needed to be nice and I need to be kind, which is good things to have. <laughs> but I needed to like kind of, and this may have also come as a, like everything is a cumulative effect of parents Of course, as well, there's but, so much, um, there's a lot of more layers to that than just Disney princess movies, but go on. <laughs> like I couldn't show that I was hurting. I couldn't show my emotions when I was like with mm. someone. Like it was mm-hmm. very much like I had to be that like put together princess, like, I am super happy with everything that's happening. Like, I'm just grateful you chose me. Thank you. And, like, very, like, like, everything else just needed to, like, go off to the side. Um, And so, like, the complicated nature of talking about your feelings has always been new. Like, I've always just been like, I'm fine. Everything's great. Whatever. Um, And you're like, I'm not fine. I'm not fine. Everything's fine. And it wasn't until, like, I met Casey, who's actually much better at talking about his feelings than I am, uh, that I have to find a way to put it into words and then, like, speak it into existence and be like, oh, no, I actually do want help cleaning the house. It's not me just being like, no, it's fine, I got this. To answer your question in a very long way, I, mm-hmm. I think it, I don't think it, like, affected me in a huge way because I also grew up with, I think you may also relate to this. It wasn't even the Disney princess effect that it had, but it was, like, the early aughts, the, like, late 90s of, like, women as kind of this prize to be won, this, like, object of sexual, like, sexualization that was more of an impact where I had to be, like, the girl who did it all. I had to be the athlete. I had to be, like, I was writing poems, so I was, like, interesting. I played in the band. I, like did everything I was supposed to do so that I could be so-called, like, popular and mm-hmm. liked and um, and had to continue that through college. And it was, like, as long as I stay busy, I am, like, of value. <laughs> like, every mm-hmm. time I'm not doing something for a gain, and that's also yeah. probably the Enneagram 3, the Virgo in me, that, like, <laughs> if I'm not doing something that is worth something, then it's not, like... why am I doing it exactly so I don't know I don't know I would love to know like your thoughts on that um I want to yeah I think it's the exact same thing I think it's just like the mid to late millennial well you're younger than me so I would say like late millennial yeah like experience of like that shifting of like womanhood because like it definitely started to become more of like a physical thing than like a like an image of something mm-hmm. like the image of a woman like from the 50s housewife like your mom like cleaning and taking care of like making plates for your father and then it started to like make that shift into oh women can do anything women can do everything so you have to do everything but you also have to be like like the rise of like the 90s supermodel So you have to, like, also look really nice and kind of, like, that, like, 21st century woman was still only kind of just, like, still becoming, like, crafted and, like, figured out. So I think it was a lot of, like, all of a sudden, like, you just, like, had all of this independence that no one else knew how to deal with it so they're just like bitch good luck and you're like okay thanks <laughs> i love that i can do everything i'm so stressed out <laughs> yeah so of course yeah. that like, bleeds over into all your relationships where you're just like yeah i want to like yeah i don't want to be a housewife like yeah why would i like why would i be a, why would i want to be a housewife but at the same time you're like 
I kind of like it. It's kind of nice, but like not really. Like I want to find like a happy medium, but I just don't know how to do that. So it's like kind of yeah. like each relationship, you're like tweaking it a little bit, like as you go. And then of course, if you find like someone like long term, like you're tweaking it together. Like my partner, yeah. my boyfriend and I, we don't do like the whole like homebodies, like the typical nine to five. Like we don't enjoy that. So it's like we went through a rough time during the pandemic where it's like you know like I lost my job so I was like cleaning and cooking and trying to okay try was trying to clean and cook (laughs) it lasted for like a month and it didn't go very well and we just struggled so much because it was just like not how we wanted to live our lives and I think it was like an interesting like look into like like how other couples live and like actually enjoy doing that so I think it's interesting looking back but at the same time it's like we had a terrible time (laughs) but yeah I don't think like dis like the whole Disney princess thing is as big as an issue as people think it is because Mm. I don't know like I think it's almost like insulting to think that we can be so in easily swayed by watching a cartoon character on the screen yeah like yeah like I think like it's almost kind of like well of course I don't like of course I don't agree with the Cinderella stories like it's a it's a fairy tale like that's literally written in the name yeah (laughs) like it's a fairy tale (laughs) like it doesn't exist (laughs) yeah no I almost think it's like the bigger influences, like we're talking about, it's pop culture. It's what everyone. Pop culture. It's your family. It's your grandparents' <laughs> stories. It's your parents getting divorced. Like my parents yeah. have been together since the beginning of time, and I've watched them go through like different milestones in life and how they've dealt with it, and that's affected me. And like to seeing how like they're like like the worst thing about becoming adult is realizing that your parents are like human, and they're also affected by like their parents. Like, that is, like, the worst thing about being an adult. So it's, yeah. like, it's less about, like, the media we watch as in, like, cartoon characters, like, Disney princesses, but in more of just, like, our, our relationships, basically. I do think, like, she touched on an interesting point of um, how when she was out of the relation, her long-term relationship with Kevin, and then she was dating for the first time after that, she was, like, caught herself trying to impress the person that she was talking to and was like mm. I was like formulating my answers um to fit what they wanted from me and then she was like and then I realized that that was insane and <laughs> that I should be for like answering the questions like a normal person mm-hmm. <laughs> um and not what they are expecting me to answer that and I think like that Casey and I always talk about this because we always talk about if we had tried to get together in 2018 like it would have been a hot fucking mess because we were both still trying to find ourselves and um (laughs) uh you know call it serendipity but we both had existential crises crises uh in early 2020 um and mine was because I literally was you know I was taking 12 credits I was working um, 10 hours a week I was interning 20 hours a week and like that's not sane nobody should have to do that and I was leaving my uh you know editor-in-chief office at 2 a.m and I completely just like fell to the ground and had a complete breakdown and like had a call out of work and school the next day because I was like exhausted from it like that's how big of a breakdown it was but it made me realize I was like I don't I don't want this I need a break did I need the pandemic? No. Um, but I mean, and even with Casey, he had to figure out, he was like, do I even want to be a golf pro, which is what he is. And like, there was a lot of questions that needed to be answered. There were a lot of like life decisions that we had to go through before we found each other. Um, and then once we found each other, it was like, we had lived our lives as like very independent people already. And then once we figured our shit out, that's when we found each other. So I think, like, there is some sentiment to that of, like, who are you without this person Mm -hmm. so that you can be your best person, like, be your best Mm -hmm. self with this person? Like, she writes, this was, this is where it kind of turned around for me. Um, Like, it turned around, or, like, 
the doom and gloom aspect of it kind of turned around toward the end. Oh, did I just not get that far? <laughs> Maybe did. I just stopped. <laughs> I was just like, I can't take this anymore. It, no, I should have kept going. <laughs> it's a lot. But she talks about this, like, idea of reckless happiness. And she talks about, um, you know, love stories have endings, but love itself is ongoing and continually warped and renewed and renewed by the people who do the loving. Um, and she talks about, like, how it's not just this one and done type thing. And how uh, she also writes, like, maybe all our worry about how to find love and how to make it last is what keeps us from asking how to be good to one another and how to love each other well. And so, like, this constant quest for, like, true love and a love that lasts 80 years and, like, how do we, you know, how do we get past the first 10 years and then the next 20 years? Like, you're saying, like, you you have a relationship where everything is not marked by these timely things. So it's very open and it's very, like... How do we survive the next, you know, 15 minutes when we're making dinner with each other? Like, <laughs> you know, <Yes>. like it's, <laughs> it's these small things, but like, how do we enjoy just the time together now? Because that's all that matters. It doesn't matter because mm-hmm. if we do that now, we're setting ourselves up for the next 10 years. And so I fully, I just, yeah, that sentiment is just it. Like, I do appreciate the work that Mandy put into her writing and the research. She does really good research. I do also really appreciated the research that she did into like the different types of love, biological love. So I think she's doing a great job. But I think that that quote is like really all the book needs to be is mm-hmm. just like love is truly carried by the person who gives it love yeah like because my current relationship is like super open-ended it is that constant like okay so we don't have these milestones so how am I going to like make these these milestones like a daily thing like instead of having just like one giant happening like how do I cut like cut them up in tiny little pieces and spread them like over the course of years or days and not really think about an end goal but think about like the moment Mm. i think that is just the whole what the whole book needed to be Mm -hmm. and i really really like that quote a lot actually yeah and i mean this is the beauty about a book of essays is not everyone is going to be a home run because again i like there were some in here that i like i didn't love as much as the others um Mm -hmm. like the black box one was a little bit like uh, it was getting a little too meta uh, of talk- wow. of talking about how you don't know how you get into love and then you don't really know how you, like, you get into love and then, like, you don't know how the brain works while you're in this relationship and then you, like, get out of the relationship and all you see is the getting together and then the falling apart and nobody really knows what's, like, happening in the middle bits. Um, so I'm saying, girl, you're, you seem really stressed about this. Like, <laughs> she, you can just tell that she's, like, really thinking about this almost too much. Yeah. Like, you can, the stress is just, like, oozing out of this book. Yeah. So there's, yeah, there's some things to be said about a book of essays where not everyone's a home run, but, like, yeah. um, but you'll relate. If you read it, I'm sure you'll relate to one. Um, yeah. She talks about marriage being... Um, like she really doesn't believe in marriage as a thing uh, and how it's more of just like this this way that people in the back in the day would use marriage to get a better life like how women would use marriage to get a better Mm -hmm. life to get out Um, and it was more of a business deal and like Mm -hmm. having marriage be a part of a love story is fairly new idea like we feel like we have made this commitment to each other already Mm -hmm. like we know it's us like, we're in it together. We've had the handshake. We do it. And, like, we're just signing the papers to make it official, to have a party, to have people out there celebrating. And, like, us standing in front of everyone is just us confirming and asking for everyone's support to be like, we're doing this. We're excited. We hope you join us on this journey. I did like that because I agree. Like, I just mm-hmm. don't think marriage as, like, a societal construct is honestly necessary anymore Mm -hmm. for like the momentum of like 
building a society like you had to get married to have children like there was really no other way around it up until like the 60s probably yeah and so like getting married now is like a great fun thing and it's becoming like like yeah it's just the same thing it's just like getting people together to be like hey we like each other a lot (laughs) (laughs) like i hope you're down with this like you're just getting your close family and friends together you're standing up in front of your family and friends you're saying like hey we're doing this. We're very excited about it. We also signed yeah. a paper. But it's just like, I. it's not necessary anymore. But I think that's what makes it almost more fun. Like, it's not It's not so serious anymore. And I think yeah. that's what makes weddings almost... I love weddings. Oh, my God. I love going to weddings. I'm so excited for Jenna's. It's going to be <laughs> a blast. Maybe. And please invite me to your wedding. I will go and I will have so much fun. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But it's just, like, it's not as serious anymore. And I just, I think that's just, like, the best thing about it is just, like, it it really shows the love of two people together rather than, like, obligation. Yes. And I think that... At least in the Western sense, I know. Like, I'm just talking about Western weddings. No, I totally agree. I think, like, you, the obligation part, it's, it's so much more of the modern couple has moved in together, has started a relationship with each other, has really talked about the future, has gotten serious, has gotten dogs. Has gotten at least three dogs. <laughs> yes. My God. <laughs> like, they've started their life before marriage is even a thing. So, like, mm-hmm. marriage used to be kind of this, like, end to an era, start to another era. Yeah. And now it's not. Now it's just... It's more of just, like, a confirmation of what we've been doing already. <laughs> yeah honestly and i think like that is so much more joyful and so much more fun and so much more like i agree free so let's do our final ratings and we'll get into pairings mm. call it a day um i gave this book a five out of five <gasps> i know gasp wow i really really freaking enjoyed it i really like mandy's writing um i know she's not for everyone uh and not for rebecca but i I wish I read it. <laughs> I just think, like, she made a really... Po- she made... I don't want to say good points. She made points that really stuck with me and really resonated with me and really, mm-hmm. like, pulled on my heartstrings. I I resonated with a lot of her story and a lot of, like, what she was thinking about and going through. And um, I think, like, I connected with her on a really deep level. And because of that, I'll give it a 5 out of 5. But, like, memoirs personal stories a lot of them are like this where you either connect with it or you don't um or like you connect with some of it connect with not all of it um and so like that's what I kind of love about like these personal stories and these personal essays and these personal things that like it can hit and I think also since I'm I'm reading this a month before I'm getting married I think it's also hitting at a very interesting time Mm. in my life Mm -hmm. where I'm like very much evaluating reflecting on the concept of love and how marriage and how like life looks um through these <laughs> love colored glasses if you will so yeah, I think, and heightened emotions <laughs> yeah so I think it just hit it just hit at the right time it was the right subject matter um so I really really enjoyed this book I rated it a two <laughs> I just I didn't I just got stress I just got stressed reading it like it made me stressed and I think that's so funny like the difference <laughs> Yeah. in humanity <laughs> uh, it's two okay. people in two very different relationships in two very different times of their life one gets absolutely yeah. stressed out by someone else talking about <laughs> love and their issues the other person getting absolutely inspired i think it's very funny um mm-hmm. i wish i read it i wish i heard it in like my voice versus her very yeah. like yeah i can't do it i couldn't it was not good so I did wish I could hear it in my inner voice. I feel like I would have connected with it a lot more. But yeah, I don't know. I just think she's... I think love stresses her out, so that made me stressed out about love. All right, well, let's get into pairings where we pick cocktails, TV shows, movies, and other books that might pair well with today's book. Um, let's start with our cocktail slash drink. Uh, what'd you choose? <laughs> I chose... <laughs> I chose a milkshake with two straws. Yeah, it's like the I quintessential, know. like, in love drink. Like, you're sitting in a little diner with a milkshake, two straws. Even though 
my boyfriend and I would never do that. We get our own separate milkshakes and we crush them. Yeah. Yeah, we do um we do two separate milkshakes swap um halfway through. You got to get two flavors. Oh, see yeah, we're he loves like <laughs> dark like not dark chocolate, like double chocolate, like chocolate with like brownie bits in it and I'm like I'll take like bubblegum sorbet <laughs> with cotton candy. <laughs> And he's like, get that vile <laughs> thing away from me. <laughs> and I'm like, can I just sit with yours? And he's like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> it's like, oh, I got this it's for like myself. A- <laughs> I don't want yours. <laughs> my drink was just a quintessential uh, red wine. Mm. Uh, you know, I don't, it doesn't even have to be any, any, like, a specific type of red wine. But just, like, you're sharing a glass of red wine you're getting a little tipsy and you get like very much in love with the person you're sitting across from i feel like that's what and also casey and i's like relationship started on uh we would have weekly date nights where we um cooked dinner together and we would always split a bottle of wine um cute and it's mostly red wine so uh tv show i couldn't think of one so i'm kind of just trying to pull one out of my brain i would say just like I don't know. It just seems like very like when you think of like a love story TV show. Like I feel like it's just that. Like I feel like it's very like your typical like rom com TV show, like New Girl, like Friends, like um, I'm trying to think of another one. You said New Girl, and it's like stuck in my head now. So I feel like New. I'm gonna choose New Girl. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good one. It. Um, that was my backup, so I'm glad you chose that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I feel like I've recommend. I feel like this one just keeps coming up, so I apologize. This is like now my probably sixth time saying this, um, but it fits a lot of things, so I apologize. Uh, normal people, Sally Rooney's uh, the Sally Rooney adaptation um, with Daisy Edgar Jones, and it's. I just think it's probably, like, one of the most realistic depictions of a relationship that I've seen on the TV. (laughs) On the TV. On, uh, you know, (laughs) streaming, whatever. Uh, It's just, I don't know, it's heartbreaking, it's tough, it's, um, it's, like, navigating college, navigating high school, navigating relationships, and how that, how that looks when you're moving into your professional career, and, um... Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the ending, I'm not going to really spoil it, but it doesn't end in the typical love story type ending. Um, it's very realistic. So I think it just, uh, I don't know. I think it, 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 I left feeling the same way, <laughs> as I'll say. Book. I, my original choice, instead of this one, what I was going to do is I was going to recommend a book of poems by Mary Oliver. She's one of my favorite poets especially wild geese of course and then there's one called of love that was going to be like the one that i surrounded it around but i I didn't i don't know what you think about poems so i went with the short stories instead but basically anything from mary oliver just like evokes like the love kind of feeling like it taps into the same part of like my body where like love is like stored so I love Mary Oliver's poems like every time I like read or hear wild geese like I shed like a tear lovely so I did mine based off of vibes (laughs) which uh this I I felt this very similar way after I read Anne Lamott's um memoir called Traveling Mercies um, Anne Lamott is one of my all-time favorite authors. I was given this book actually by my journalism professor after graduation. He always picks a book for his students um, that he thinks like wow would help them out. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, yes, we had a very small. I can barely pick class. books for myself. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> no, it's uh, it was really good though, and she talks about this is more of like her faith journey, but also it's like her um kind of growing up journey as well and trying to navigate life uh, when it gets really really freaking hard (laughs) and um and like who do you turn to and um like what questions should you be asking 
uh, how can you like rely on other things other than these like bad habits to get Mm -hmm. through these really hard times okay movie lastly I mean I have to go with pretty woman yes obviously my favorite movie in the world (laughs) the one that she has not seen (laughs) mine okay the Anna Kendrick movie the last five years it's like a um it's pretty bad (laughs) I'm not gonna lie (laughs) it's like a musical um but it uh yeah it's wild it's a wild ride but it like takes her story and her love story with this guy and it's um you know it starts off very you know romantic very love story-esque but it's it's like a very true story about what happens when two people start growing apart from each other and um like what happens when two adults just don't like their love from college just doesn't translate mm. into the the grown up world, um, and so it it does get very real, but it also is just like soups cheesy. Um, so if you're if you're in the mood for a little cheesy <laughs> musical, <laughs> I would go watch it. Um, but it's also kind of sad, so like do with it what you will. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm really showing my colors here. Um, well. <laughs> Thank you, Rebecca, for your, this lovely episode. I know we may not have agreed um, on this book, but I think it led to a very weirdly interesting conversation about uh, love and mm-hmm. its many forms that it takes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, thank you. Of course. Cheers, and to the next one. Bye. Bye. Well, that's the show. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked it, please go give it five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this episode right now. If you want more book-related content, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at rwreadspodcast. Again, that's at r-w-r-e-a-d-s-p-o-d-c-a-s-t. That's at rwreadspodcast on Instagram and TikTok. Until next week, keep your books open and your drink glasses full. Thanks all. This episode is a JB Media production produced and edited by Jenna Weston. Mm-hmm.